Hello and welcome to a Friday afternoon episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. In case you guys missed it yesterday, um, Chad Nolan, MadChad412 on Penguins Twitter, came on yesterday. Had a We had a really outstanding episode, and he, uh, he, um, he laid down the hammer on a lot of topics, including the Murray Flurry, Murray Jari debate, Jason Zucker, Penguins' potential need for a defenseman, so... Um, go back maybe through my tweets or just go on Apple, Spotify if you want to subscribe and uh, listen to that. It's one of our, my longer episodes, but it's definitely worth the listen. It was a lot of fun to have chat on, and I'm definitely going to have him on uh, at some point in the future, probably before the trade deadline or potentially for a playoff preview. preview. It was it was that good. But today, um, so there's not too much well going on in Penguin land, I should say, but of course tonight is the All-Star Skills Competition. Um, the All-Star Weekend for me, it's nothing that I take like, super serious i'm not like too too big on it though i do usually will watch the skills competition i think the skills competition is actually fun to watch it beats the all-star game which you know they've made it more fun with three on three i like that they're doing a on um, the women's tournament as well getting some of the top women's players in including them in the all-star format which is which is awesome that they they should have been they, that should have happened i think a long time ago it's quite it's quite great to see that the nhl is doing that that they're recognizing women's hockey i know the boomers out there or some boomers out there are probably a little upset by that you know what they can just get bent for getting mad about that there's a lot of outstanding women's hockey players out there that are going to be on the ice tonight that are just so good but uh for the skills competition tonight i figured i'd just go over you know what's going on so of course you have the fastest skater um there's eight players that compete in it so jack eichel the buffalo sabers nathan mckinnon of the colorado avalanche mcdavid of the oilers Matt Barzell of the Islanders, Chris Kreider of the Rangers, Anthony Duclair of the Senators, Travis Konechny of the Flyers, and Quinn Hughes of the Vancouver Canucks. Um, it's going to come down to probably McKinnon or McDavid. Those two are, uh, I think, the two fastest players um, in the league. I think, you know, you pick your poison. It's probably going to be one of the, it's going to be one of those two that wins it. I would not surprise me in the slightest if it's McDavid. Also, wouldn't surprise me if it's McKinnon. They're both just they're like lightning bolts. They have lightning speed. I don't know why I said it. Both times of lightning, but they're just they're that good uh, and they're that fast. So um, if I had to pick a winner, I'm probably going to go with McDavid. Though I think McKinnon could give him a good push. I think McDavid has won this event before. I think he may have won it actually last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, that that I always that's always fun to watch. Apparently, there's the uh, save streak. So goalies will be this will be uh, eight goalies. So a minimum of four goalies. All 36 skaters. Will participate in the Bud Light NHL Save Streak, which is a shootout grouped by division where goalies compete to make the most consecutive saves. So yeah, this they brought they brought this back. This one's a lot of fun to watch too. So of the goalies, uh, David Riddich of the Flames, Tristan Jari of the Penguins will be competing in this. I would love to see him win. Jordan Vinnington of the St. Louis Blues, Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Frederick Anderson of the Maple Leafs, Jacob Markstrom of Vancouver, Braden Holpe of Washington, and. Connor Hellebuck of the Winnipeg Jets. It's very surprising to me that I forgot that Brayden Holpe um, has made it to All-Star Week. And considering that the season that he has had, I really don't think he's really deserving of being there. But you know what? He's a household name. He's been one of the best goalies in the league. But um, he just hasn't been at his normal level. But um, <clears throat> if I had to pick a winner here, honestly, I may go with Bennington or Vasilevsky, though. Uh, I'd be definitely rooting for Tristan Jari. So the boy with the longest consecutive shave streak during his time in net will be the winner of the Bud Light NHL save streak. Um, so these two are definitely, I think, the most fun, the fastest skater and the save streak. That That's really cool. Uh, also, the other one is accuracy shooting. Um, we, we see that all the time. You know, the shooter is positioned 25 feet from the goal line. You know, you shoot, you just shoot pucks at the target images. 
So Jacob Slavin of the Hurricanes, Tyler Bertuzzi of Detroit, Leon Dreisaitl of the Oilers, Jonathan Huberdeau of the Panthers, Nico Hischier of the Devils, Tomas Hurdle of the Sharks, Alex Petrangelo of the Blues and, Blues, and Mark Shifley of the Jets. Man, I'm not really sure who may win this one. There's not a lot of big household names um, in here. If, uh, I'm going to go with the winner. You know, I'm going to go with Dreisaitl. I think Dreisaitl um, is, has the chance to win this. Uh, but, you know, I think this is probably one of the most of all the ones I've seen so far. This is probably one of the, the one that's the most open for anyone to win. That's always Those three are always a lot of fun to watch. So this is the new one, of course, uh, the Elite Women's 3-on-3. Three -three. The two teams, the American All-Stars and the Canadian All-Stars, will go head-to-head -head in a 3-on-3, -three, two 10-minute periods with a running clock. So on the American team, you have Brianna Decker, Amanda Kessel, Bess Kessel, Hillary Knight, Kendall Coyne, Alex Carpenter, Lee Steckline, and then uh, just to name a few. And then on Canada, you have Sarah Nurse, Rebecca Johnston, Megan Augusta, Natalie Spooner, Renata Foss, Laura Fortino. Um, so th th this is so that's what I was talking about earlier. This is um, another one that I'm really, really looking forward to watching tonight, um, and I hope the crowd down in St. Louis is really looking forward to it as well. Um, you know, I can't wait to see some um, stupid boomers tweet bad about this when there's literally nothing wrong with this. It's brand new. It gets women's hockey on a, a more national stage, which is just awesome, and I'm really just excited to watch this. Um, the hardest shot. So this year it'll be Mark Giordano, Seth Jones, Shea Weber. Um, Victor Hedman, Elias Petter, uh, Peterson, and John Carlson. Um, this is probably Shea Weber's one to lose. He's a three-time winner. So they attempt two shots measured in you know miles per hour at the highest speed of their two shots recorded. Like I said, I'm probably going to go with Shea Weber on this one, though Seth Jones can make a case because he booms it as well. But you know, um, also last year John Carlson is the reigning champion, so he's going to try to defend his crown. But I'm going to go with Shea Weber this year. I think he's going to be able to do, uh, do it. Um, and also there's a shooting. Stars, so this is a new one this year. Uh, so 10 players will compete in the shooting stars. Um, players will be positioned on an elevated platform behind the goal, 30 feet above the ice surface, where they will shoot pucks at a variety of targets, each target possessing different point values. I'm literally just reading this off NHL and NBC's website, so please don't be mad at me. Um, so they'll basically attempt seven shots and earn points for each target hit. Today will be uh, David Posternock, Matthew Kachuk, Patrick Kane, Tyler Sagan, Brady Kachuk, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Mitch Marner, and a women's elite all-star and a women's elite all-star from Canada and the U.S. So there will be a women's elite all-star from both of those teams. So if I had to pick a winner here, um, I'm not really sure. Uh, I may go with – I want to say I may go with Tyler Sagan here. I think he um, has the opportunity to win this. But it looks like that is all for the uh, skills competition tonight. Uh, a lot of really cool new ones that they're adding in, especially the women's three-on-three. -three. Like I said, I can't wait to do that. But the accuracy shooting is awesome. The save streak is always fun with the shootout. You always get to see people dress up in um, funny costumes. Remember with Brent Burns dressing up as Chewbacca. Um, some of their people will bring their kids on the ice. The fastest skater is also a lot of fun. You get to see how these players fly. Hardest shot. You get to see who booms a slap shot. And then the shooting stars. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that. So like I said, of all the um, – of all the uh, skills competitions, I, I think I like the um, – I just – of all the skill – of all like the All-Star Weekend festivities, I don't know why I keep messing up. Of all the All-Star Weekend festivities, the skills competition is, I think, much better than the game. Um, I just – the All-Star game is just – it's never just been really that much fun to watch. Even with that they've switched to a three-on-three -three format, it's just kind of meh because like afterwards it's like, okay, the season's back on. Like it's just, it's just an unnecessary pause, I think. 
in the season. I hope that um, someday we don't have an all-star game and maybe we have, then she'll go back to the Olympics. But you know what? We'll, we'll see. I don't really know if Gary Batman and them will ever do agree to go back. But, you know, that's just the NHL for you, the best sport and the worst league. That's That's just for damn sure. So then, of course, we have the All-Star Game tomorrow. Um, this will be an 8 o'clock start. Sometimes it's been on a Sunday. But um, the, the All-Star Festivities will conclude tomorrow night. They will be, of course, the All-Star Game is in St. Louis. So we'll have the Central Division. Um, so therefore, the, the roster for the Central Division, Patrick Kane, Nathan McKinnon, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Mark Scheifele, Tyler Sagan, Eric Stahl. On defense, you have Roman Yossi and Alex Petrangelo. Goaltender, Jordan Bennington. Connor Hellebuck and the coach will be Craig Berube. So the Central Division, of course, very, very sack Pacific. Tomas Hurl, Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Andrzej Kopitar, Elias Pedersen, Pax Pacioretty, Matthew Kachuk, Mark Giordano, Quinn Hughes, Jacob Markstrom, and Dave Riddich. And then the coach is Rick Tockett. Um, I don't really think the Pacific Division is going to win. Um, for the Atlantic, Tyler Bertuzzi and Anthony Duclair. Jack Eichel, Jonathan Huberdeau, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, David Pasternak, Brady Kachuk. On defense, Victor Hedman and Shea Weber. Goalies, Frederick Anderson, Andre Vasilevsky, and Coach Bruce Cassidy in net. And then, but of course, Austin Matthews will not play um, in the All-Star game as he's sitting out. But for the Metropolitan Division forwards, Matthew Barzell, Nico Heischer, Chris Kreider, Travis Konecki, TJ Oshie. On defense, John Carlson, Seth Jones, Chris Letang, who's the captain, Jacob Slavin. And then the goalies, Tristan Jari and Braden Holpe, and the coach will be Todd Reardon. So if I had to pick um, who is going to um, win the All-Star game and, you know, which lineup will win, I probably may have to go with the Central. I think they have um, the most talent. The Metro this year is a lot weaker than in recent years. Usually the Metro will have Alex Ovechkin, but, of course, he's skipping this year. Sidney Crosby did not play enough games. For some reason, uh, of course, he was hurt. For some reason, um, Evgeny Malkin was not included. Um, to come to the All-Star game, which I don't know why he wasn't selected in, considering the season he's had. Brian Rust did not uh, was did not come in. Ever someone, especially like, I don't know why he didn't go over someone like Travis Konechny. Um, pretty pretty weird. But, you know, I know they have Barzell. Nico Heischer, though. Eh. Chris Kreider, you know, he's having a really, really good year. But their defense is awesome. But um, I, I just really like the uh, the Central Division, you know, with Kane, McKinnon, uh, Perron, Shifley, Sagan. I think they have... Um, the most talent. I know the Pacific has, you know, McDavid and Drysaddle, but I think um, overall, I, I think I'm going to take the Central to uh, win this. They also have Jordan Minnington. But you know what? With three on three, you never know. I mean, it's basically kind of a joke at this point. Um, with the All-Star game, everyone just kind of screws around out there. You know, there's more goals scored in the All-Star game in a single game, you know, than probably two games combined between two NHL teams. Um, throughout a season, so I mean, you know, it's just it'll still be I, I, a lot of people will still will still tune in. You know, I can't wait for. Um, I think if uh, if Mike Milbury calls the game, you know, can't wait for that. I think that's going to be uh, really funny. I don't know why he's still um, an NHL and NBC analyst, considering the way that he talks about stuff. But you know what, I could spend a whole week. Um, I, I, mean, I could probably spend a whole week, a whole few episodes talking about why Mike Milbury is so bad at his job. But, you know, hopefully the coverage for tonight on NBC is better than in years past. Um, I've waited a while for someone to help take the rights away from NBC, considering that it's just been, um, you know, it's just it's just been not as good as it normally has been for NBC. Some of the analysts, and, you know, Jer I don't know if Jeremy Roenick will be there tonight, um, considering what happened uh, earlier with his suspension. He's a very, very weird, interesting guy. You know, he gives good interviews sometimes, but otherwise he's just, you know, he just he asks a lot of, like, 
weird questions. But, you know, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm excited for the skills competition. You know, I'm not really excited for the game. You know, I'll definitely put on the skills competition. Maybe I'll go out to a bar, have a drink, watch it or something. But I'm not really, really um, sure, sure at this point. There's really not much else um, I could really say about it other than that. You know, I just, I think the central is, I just, I think, I think it's going to win. I just, I think they have the best roster um, of all the teams. It's kind of, you know, there's a lot of, there's obviously a lot of the best players there, but it seems like it's a lot weaker than in years past considering some other high-end talent is not there like Matthews, you know, Crosby, Ovechkin, Malkin, um, just, you know, of course, I don't really think, um, who else is not there, uh, you know, um, you know, Eric Carlson's not there. You know, uh, Brent Burns, it doesn't look like, is on the team this year. So, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, some of the, the usuals um, that are missing um, from this year's uh, rosters. But uh, don't forget for the advertisers, you know, if you've been a listener to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Penguins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Penguin fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Penguins fans that is well, that are well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and we really look forward to hearing from you about that. All right, so for this last segment, I figured, you know, we could do, you know, a few mailbag questions. I tweeted it out earlier. Um, I got a few questions uh, for today, just only really three. Of course, uh, we'll start King Clarky. You know, Clark, one of my favorite followers on Penguins Twitter. He's a riot. He DMs me a lot of funny shit. Uh, so let's assume the Penguins get beat to Zucker like Vegas. Which winger should be the next priority target? Really, really good question, Clark. Um, you know, I think we maybe have to go after Tyler Toffoli. Um, and I know he's a rental, you know, I, I know his contract expires over the season. You know, you may have to give up a pick for him or, you know, who cares maybe a little more. But, you know, Tyler Toffoli, he, he's a good he's a good player. You know, you can probably put him on the wings so far this year in 49 games. 12 goals, 27 points. But, you know, a lot of that is on one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. The Kings are just absolutely terrible. Um, they've been bad. Um, for the last handful of seasons now. Last year, he had 13 goals, 34 points, and a full 82 same season. This season before that, he had a 24-goal season with 47 points. So you de- like he's he's had double-digit goals ever since 2014. His highest came in 2016 when he had 31 goals and 58 points. Ever since then, his highest-scoring season was his 2017-18 season. His age 25 season had 47 points. But I think you could stick him next to Crosby. I think he could do really, really well. He already has 12 goals. Um, with a Kings team that is just terrible offensively. I think that would be a really, really good addition. Um, other names, you know, maybe Chris Kreider, but, you know, would the Rangers want to trade him, especially to a Metropolitan Division rival? Um, I'm a little skeptical on that, but I think for one winger, I would go after Tyler Toffoli. I think Rob Blake could be had. I really don't think they would get as good of a return as they normally could. And besides, the trade market this year for players uh, looks like it's probably one of the worst it's been in a long time. It just, you know, I was looking at the um, the trade bait board the other day, of course, and Alec Martinez was like the second best player on the board, according to um, Frank Cervelli. Um, that's absolutely pathetic. That 
um, that he's number two. That's just that's sad at this point. Um, Coach T, I coach hockey, one of my favorite follows on Penguins Twitter. Who's more likely to start in net for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Of course, yes, the Penguins are going to make the playoffs. They're not just going to collapse. They have almost everyone healthy at this point. Um, Coach T, it's a really, really good question. Um, I'm going to go with Matt Murray. Um, I really do think that he will get the nod in game one. Um, he's really starting to rebound uh, Go out now going into the All-Star break. He's had five to six straight really, really good games for the Penguins. His save percentage is rebounding. I think in those five to six games, his save percentage has been over 920. And, you know, his numbers are starting to come around. He's been really, really good in the third period lately. He won them that game against the Bruins. He, he deserves to get more starts going forward. Though I think coming out of the break, they're probably going to still keep doing um, this 1A, 1B stuff. So, um, but you know, maybe a starter will emerge. You know, who knows? But, you know, if I had to make a bet right now and make a wager on it, I think Matt Murray is more likely to start. And that's not to take away anything from Tristan Jari. I think if he started him in game one, I think it would be fine considering the way the season that he's having and the way that he's just burst onto the scene so unexpectedly and given the Penguins really, really good goaltending. But I think that he should, I think that he's, you know, his numbers have gone down a little bit lately, but I think that, and with that, Matt Murray has been playing really, really well lately. I'd give him the start in Game 1 if Game 1, if uh, if the playoffs started around Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. He would be my starter, and I think he will be the starter um, come April. And last but not least, um, Alan T. Yoder. So he asks, if the Penguins can play like they did before the Boston loss, um, which was, of course, last week, and then, of course, do, after they won, do they really need to trade to replace Gensel? I personally wouldn't want to risk it for another Broussard like trade. Would you consider, and then he asked another question, would you consider Galchenyuk to be another Broussard? So, for your first question, um, yes, I do think they still need a trade to replace Jake. Um, Jake, you can't just replace a, a 40 goal score. Um, in the blink of an eye, you know, just by plugging in, you know, a guy who played in the top nine. You need to go out and get someone established, in my opinion. You know, a Jason Zucker kind of player does that. He also has term left on his contract. I think, like I said, he has two to three years left on his contract. You can probably pry him out of Minnesota for not so high of a price. I think Wild fans would be very underwhelmed by the return that he would get considering the trades that have happened nowadays, and especially deadline trades. You know, trades for these kind of players, the prices go down. You know, not a lot of teams are wanting to pay such high prices and with that the prices go down so I still think they need a winger to replace Jake you know I know if they go far in the playoffs Jake could potentially come back it's very very likely that if they get to the third round he may be there waiting for them and that makes the team that much scarier you know you know you just he's just he's such a great player and it sucks that they lost him and you know you need all the help that you can get to help replace his contribution because it's not just the power play that he affects a lot of what he produces all of his goals a lot of them come at even strength he's you know, he's. Some people used to say, "Oh, yeah, he's a product of Sidney Crosby." He's never been a product of Sidney Crosby. He produces anywhere on the lineup you can put him in, and he will produce goals. He's just he's that good. So yes, I still think they need uh, to trade or to replace Gensel. Like I know people wouldn't want to risk it because of something like Derek Broussard. Though you know, I would make that kind of trade for Broussard again. It's just the thing with Derek Broussard is it just didn't work out. Like something just that was lost within his game because before that he was actually playing really really well with the Senators and then with the Rangers before that and then he got here and he just fell off a cliff for whatever reason so I don't really know what it is I think if you get someone like Jason Zucker he's proven to play in the top six he can play in the top six um every night so you know that's perfectly fine and then 
So would I consider Alex Galchenyuk to be another Broussard? Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, Alex Galchenyuk, the, the return for Phil Kessel was already bad enough as it was when it was first announced. I thought that Alex Galchenyuk could actually contribute in this lineup and get 15 to 20 goals. Um, I'll take the L on that. I'm eating all the crow on that right now. I mean, that was just a terrible, it was just, the trade was just even worse. Um, you know, they're probably going to have to dump him, you know, before the deadline. It looks like, you know, I was reading Pierre Lebrun's article on The Athletic this morning. You know, it sounds like that the Penguins um, are going to shop him. They're going to keep shopping, shopping him to try to maybe get a bottom six forward or potentially um, a draft pick, you know, just really just try to get anything in return for Alex Galchenyuk. He's just not been a fit. And also, you know, that clears almost $5 million in salary to, you know, go out and make more moves. You know, the Penguins are really flexible with the cap right now, which is not usually the case. But, you know, coming out of the break, the Penguins are also going to get a chance to see a lot of what their fully healthy lineup looks like, minus Jake Ensel. Justin Schultz is going to be ready next weekend. I think Brian Dumoulin is going to be getting really close to being ready, which the defense will be healthy. I think Nate Bukestad is getting closer, so that's three more injured players. Could Dominic Cahoon be back from a concussion? So that's four injured players potentially coming back, hopefully pretty soon, and then your only player out is just Jake Ensel. So Jim will get to see what a fully healthy Penguins team looks like um, without, of course, the loss of Jake Ensel, without Jake. So um, thank you guys for the questions. Um, I really appreciate you guys, um, you know, contributing to helping the podcast and just asking some really, really good questions about trades. You know, who would want to start in the playoffs? I really appreciate that. Um, enjoy the skills competition tonight, everyone. Um, it's a lot of, uh, like I said so many times, it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and then enjoy the All-Star game tomorrow if you guys tune into it. Um, I like that it's at night now. Sometimes they've started in the afternoon on a Sunday for some reason, which is dumb. Um, but the good thing is, you know, they're not going up against the NHL is not going up against the NFL this weekend. The playoffs, the Super Bowl will be next weekend. So um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. We'll have more content coming next week. I'm going to try to get some more guests on. Um, I'm working on a couple right now. Um, and I'm just uh, there'll be a surprise when they do come on. So um, they, uh, thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, have a marvelous weekend. Go have fun watching the skills competition. And we will talk to you guys again starting on Monday. All right. Take care, everyone.